Welcome to the Bite Size Book Club podcast, She Well Read. We're your hosts, Alana and Samra, and we're two black girls in our mid-20s who are on a journey to get back into reading. Our goal is to encourage women to not only read any and everything, but to also read at your own pace. Each episode, we take a bite-sized approach to reading by breaking down one chapter of a book and diving into a multitude of topics. We see reading as a source of empowerment and want to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of empowerment. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Hey, Well Read Baddies. Welcome to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. And today we have another guest interview with Jessica Hamilton. Hello, Jessica. Hello, hello, ladies. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yes. So today we'll be discussing Jessica's book. So Jessica, let us know about yourself. Give us all the tea. Tell us about your book. We want to hear all the things. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So like you said, my name is Jessica. I always start out with saying I'm a Howard University grad. It is. Period. Very proud of my HBC, although telling my age, I've graduated quite a year ago, but that's okay. Yes, um, it is okay. I, am a- <laughs> I feel young. That's all that matters. Hey, that's all that matters. <laughs> um, I'm a writer, of course. I wrote a book of poems called For Girls Who Become Women, um, and that's the book I'm here to discuss today. It is a book of poems, very intimate, very truthful, very honest. Um, took a lot of heart to make it, but I'm proud of it. And yeah, that's where I'm at. Love it. Mood, Love it. energy. <laughs> I feel All like things. people who go to HBCUs, like if I had known the pride that y'all have, <laughs> y'all sell me. I'm always like, damn, I should have. Where did I go again? Like, <laughs> that word. I, I don't know. <laughs> we went way be Miss Mamas. Um, that like love like, to act like an HBCU sometimes. I, that's true. I got a little bit of both at mm-hmm. UAB. So can you tell us about the inspiration behind your poetry collection? Like for girls who become women, which also I love the title too, because I feel like I am a girl like who is becoming a woman still sometimes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I honestly, I've learned that throughout the years. I released it initially in 2019. Um, and the title was so ironic to me still because it's something that I'm still going through. So I think at the time I was like, okay, I figured it out. Um, and now I'm just like, it's just kind of the same cycle over and over again. You learn, you get stronger, you knock down, get stronger. Um, but the book, the inspiration behind the book was a breakup, a <laughs> nasty nasty bad breakup and like I don't know I didn't even name it um initially I wrote it first then I named it um so writing it it was just very cathartic of course I didn't really have any other language to use when expressing myself because I kind of honestly got to the point where it's like you know you go through a breakup and then you tell all your friends about it and then they don't want to hear it anymore because it's like it's been a long time yep and they're like (laughs) shut up so it was kind of like that and I was more so along the lines of like okay I have to put this somewhere because I still feel it and it's heavy 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's definitely where the inspiration came from. I was just like, okay, I honestly wasn't thinking about publishing it. It came in piecemeal, kind of like most poetry does. Um, and then I just put it together and I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to share this. So that's pretty much how it came along. That's so interesting too. And because like, I wouldn't say I'm super big into poetry. Like most times a poetry book is not something that I would like initially pick up, but we've been sent like a few poetry books outside of yours and I read them and I'm like, oh wow, this is like really beautiful work. And so I'm interested to know like your process and like how you got into writing or writing poetry and particularly that kind of led to you making this a poetry book. Yeah, of course. Um, It's funny because similar to you, um, I got into poetry a bit later in life. I'm usually like a heavy, I went through my self-help phase and I went through uh, fiction. Like it's just, you know, there's so many genres, which is why I love books. Um, But so, yeah, I've always loved writing Um, since I was like elementary school, middle school, high school. um, English was always my best subject. So if you threw like an essay at me, I'd finish it in like a day. I just like, I loved it. Math, no. Um, so, <laughs> Relatable. Girl, I think like left brain, right brain, but whatever. Yes. Um, so I went from writing essays, then I turned into a blog. It was actually one of my best friends. Um, and he was basically just like, you know, you're carrying around a lot. Um, and basically like after the breakup, I wasn't who I was. I guess it, it changes people. Um, and he was like, you know, you have to find some way to kind of let this go because it's it's just heavy. <laughs> um, so from there, I started a blog called Let It Go Jess. Um, and that blog was for me to help, you know, same thing, relationship. It turned into a bunch of different stuff. But um, after that, some of my blogs started rhyming, oddly enough, at the end. <laughs> like, oh. it was weird. Like, yeah, <laughs> towards the end. And I was like, okay. So then um, I found myself writing my first poem and I was like, this is not, this isn't bad. And I've always been like a poetry lover. I go to shows, um, watch a bunch on YouTube. I love um, specifically button poetry. Um, They have Alicia Harris, who I love and Jasmine Mann. So I have like a lot of inspiration for that. Um, But it also just gave me my voice. I had a very hard time with public speaking until I had something to say, um, and then I got into spoken word, and I was like, "Yeah, this this is my niche. I belong here, and I love it." So that's where I'm at with it. That's so powerful. I am so in awe of people who do spoken word, and I think that like maybe because I have no ability to. Well, I don't want to like speak that on myself, but like, so girl, I was I was writing poetry breakup poems too or whatever girl it was not i would have never published them i look back it doesn't matter girl i was like this girl's mentally unstable (laughs) i was i was unwell it was actually a little horrific horrifying to see it i was like damn yeah (laughs) we did we did it was bad It was not good, but I agree. I agree. I was not the same person afterwards. I felt diff. I don't know. I feel. I think I'm still the same, but I. I like lost myself, so I. I didn't recognize the person. I guess that I. 
became, but in a good way at the end of the day. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. And it's been a while, yeah. so honestly, amen. Praise God for that. <laughs> uh, I think most people understand exactly what you're saying, um, just specifically about kind of losing track of who you are and then coming back into yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what all of this was about. Um, so I definitely get it. Very relatable. I understand. Ooh, so if, if when I read this book, am I going to like be transported back into that place of darkness or will this book give me hope at the end of the day? Both. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can't lie and say it, it definitely transforms into a positive story um, and it turns into something of triumph, of course, but I started it in the midst of everything, just the nitty gritty. So it starts out honest in the places that I was, which wasn't good. (laughs) Um, But but I think that has been what's so beautiful about hearing the feedback from people who read it is just like people feel so seen. And I think there was a point in my life where I was like, okay, I'm going to write a book or the book when I'm done learning my lesson. And you know, kind of because I told you I was in a self-help um, era and I was like, okay, like maybe once I get over this, then I'll write something about going through it. And it's like, no, I had something to say along the way. And also getting older, I'm just like, we're constantly going through it. And I thought, I'm like, relationships may be for young people, but then I've heard from people who've read my book, people who've gotten divorced in their 50s, people who had breakups at 19, people who, you know, just every age can relate to disappointment, but also having to keep going. Like we have to keep going. No, that's a word for sure. Because I think I may be, well, I think I am coming from kind of the opposite lens. Like when I read the first poem, the one that starts here, take this, I got it for you at the very beginning of the book, I was reading it in the lens of like my other relationship, like my parental relationship rather than like, Uh, a relationship with a partner Um, because these are the types of things that I like the types of words that I was feeling and still feel with you know having gone through that type of relationship trauma and I feel like it's something I talk about on our show all the time is like relationships like even though there's like different types of relationships like they can all hurt you just the same like whether you're going through a breakup or like have experienced trauma or just about anything like at its core it's like you know you were still hurt at the end of the day and something in the poem that like really stuck out to me and I thought was really beautiful was when you said God has a way of teaching lessons without our consent and I was like immediately I was like chills (laughs) because how true he does be doing that without our consent wait a minute wait a minute oh. not to jump in but if you jump pray in. for growth if you pray oh! for, if you pray to be this like ideal self that you wanted to, did you not give him consent to do it however he wanted to oh. do it oh it's sunday y'all <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel real, like, like Pastor Mike. I was about to say, okay, Pastor Mike Jr. <laughs> Michael! 
I can tell you've been going to church. <laughs> Me and Sam are pretty much going to the same church. Um, um, but but that's so true. Damn, I, that like totally, when you said that, I was like, no, but valid. You do give them consent for that growth. <laughs> but it's still rough. It's still rough out here. Like, Lord, I am not your strongest soldier all the time vibes. No. And it is so ironic that you said that about um, just perceiving it from a parent lens, because that's where I got throughout the book. Um, When you get to the end, you'll you'll realize or if you've already read it, um, it goes from heartbreak, but then realizing like, okay, what allowed me to settle for all of this? Like, like literally how what is the foundation or what I thought about myself that let me sit in this? Because I look back now, I'm just like, I wouldn't take half of it and I was taking all of it and I looked back on it and I was like my relationship with my mom my relationship you know just it was difficult and it really I had to look at it I couldn't skip over it and I honestly I almost was done with the book and something didn't feel closed and then I went for my parents and that's how I ended it because I was like not in a bad way not like I went to stab them but I went for them In the sense of I, I couldn't let that part of my journey pass because it mattered. And yeah, it, it led me into some weird places um, in, in my journey. It really did. Wow. Now that's a word. It's reminding me of is. therapy. Yeah. No facts, which obviously is something we also preach about on our show, which is therapy. Yeah. And that's something that I even I know Sam or two, we've talked about this all the time. Like I had to deal with that in my therapy of like having that kind of trauma that I had will unintentionally and unspeknownst to me bleed into those types of relationships. Because it's true they like say like what you're used to seeing or like what you've experienced is what you will inadvertently look for in a partner. Um, And that's not always a good thing. Mm -hmm. And so I was almost afraid of, of that happening. It's like scary to know that like I could do this. I could do every step of like precautionary step to prevent this from happening and it could still happen. So I had to like grow trust in myself that I was doing the work to where Mm -hmm. like, hopefully if not hopefully if this happened but hopefully if it did happen that i would be able to be like oh red flag red flag red flag and be able to like remove myself if that makes sense mm-hmm. oh it makes it makes all the sense i like i stand not half and half with it but i have no regret that i experienced it like kind of from that mm. standpoint of like if you knew better you do better you know right. but i kind of remind myself I'm like okay if we knew everything we wouldn't be living like you know what I mean like that that's so I'm just very similar to you I was like okay well I don't want a b and c I know that's not what I want so but then it was like I kind of was at a point where I was I was just very susceptible to bad relationships because I went through a lot so there was a lot of heartbreak personally at home where I was just very vulnerable. I was like, okay, I need somebody to care about me was kind of in the position I was in. And looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of like a very easy thing to take advantage of um, when you're aware of it and that person isn't. Um, But yeah, I get it. (laughs) I, I get what you mean, for sure. 
Yeah. So in continuing on, uh, so your book's title, For Girls Who Become Women, it suggests a focus on this journey from girlhood to womanhood, which I feel like, especially in social media right now, is being talked a lot about, like, that TikTok trend, like, girl dinner, and, oh. like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or, like, um, just, like, like straight up, like, people putting, like, girlhood in the text, and it's, like, a montage mm-hmm. of, like, them and their friends. So how did you approach capturing the nuances and complexities of that type of transformation in the poems that you did for the book? And were there any like specific personal experiences? I know you talked about your breakup and your parents that also contributed to this. Yeah, um, I think it's so funny when you say like it's, it's such a big word right now and it's like trending. I wrote my book in 2019. <laughs> Here we are in 2023. And I think it speaks to the power of the fact that it's always relevant. Like like where we come from and um, who we are, there's always going to be a progression from childhood to, I mean, we're never fully adults. That's why we're here. We keep growing, we keep living. Um, but I think it just shows as a testament that it's like our work is never done um, at all. Um, but I think to go into, I guess, what started the title, um, for me, once again, ironic because it's 2023. So at the time I was 25 and 29 now, about to turn 30, whole different perspective of life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought I figured it out. When I finished that book, you could not have told me because it ends in like triumph. Like you found yourself and good job. And then, you know, you went through all your childhood traumas, you know, you let go, you're a new person. And I wrote the book, I ended it. And then I did some shit like that, like three years later. And then it just kept continuing and not in the worst way. Like it wasn't as negative or as damaging. I've learned. I definitely learned. I can't minimize that. But I think what I would have answered your question with initially back when I wrote it was, okay, we're girls and then we grow and we transition into women. And now I just, like I said before, I think it applies to everyone in life who's just growing. It doesn't end. People go to therapy at like 45, 50, 60. Like you're never too old or too young to try to discover yourself. So the title to me now means something so much more different. It's it's less solidified for me because at first it was like for girls who become women. And even on the the front of my book, there's a period under it. So I'm like, yeah, I did that. Girls become women. (laughs) Now, if I put it out today, it would say for girls who become women, dot, dot, dot. Because it's not, it's just Mm, not over. That ellipses, that ellipses. It's not over. It's never over. The work is never done. Um, But I think... Um, I believe one of the things you had asked me was about the inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think earlier, like I said, just needing to get it out. Um, I I honestly think the last thing that I thought about in totality was the relatability of it, which is why I believe it's vulnerable and it's so relatable to people because I didn't write for anyone else but myself. Um, and seeing people's responses really helped me realize I'm like, okay, everybody feels like this. Like you're not, it's not that you're not unique. It's not that you're not special. We are all unique and we're all special, but there are some life experience that just resonate. 
Um, and I think this is one of them. Heartbreak, like you said, family, friendships. I've had some really hard friendship um, heartaches. So although that's not discussed in the book specifically, it, it ranges in the things that hurt you in life. There's a bunch of different things other than a partner um, that can just knock you down. So my hope with this book is that it speaks for anybody who's falling and trying to get up. It doesn't really matter in what capacity. I had to go run and grab the book because I wanted to see the period. And I should have had it by me the whole time. Okay, you mentioned button poetry. I just wanted to know, what is that? Oh, yeah. Um, It's like an old school. They had a YouTube channel. Um, and it was just slam poets, spoken word poets. Um, and it was like my holy grail. This was before I even wrote myself. Um, it was just something I can always relate to just the, the emotional aspect of it. Like I'm very much since youthful, just, just very, I don't want to say emotional, but people have called me emotional in my life. Um, Not even. Yeah, girl. Even. <laughs> but, you know, I do. I do the thing where I think I resonate as an empath, and that's fine. Um, I've detached from that a little bit recently, but it, it stands true in some ways. Um, and yeah, so every time I just heard them emote and like speak their emotions, I'm like, this is, they're not singing, because I always wish I could um, sing music or like write music is something I'm looking into also. Um, and I'm like, I'm not a singer. I don't play an instrument right now. But somehow these people are still able to like make you feel like you're listening to like a love song or you're listening to like one of those songs in the car that make you pull over and like break down and cry. Like it is, it's a voice, but it's so powerful. And it's just always like captured me. It was something I used to just love, like love, still do. But Okay, because yeah. I'm about to get into that. That sounds like something that would move me, my spirit, which, (laughs) right, I just feel like um, it's just cool that music can do that to you and just words, anything with emotion and soul behind it. Like, it's almost like it's, it's like living and breathing, like these words, for example, or like the lyrics to a song, you know, how they hit you like one way one year and then two years later you're like damn this just hit me like in a completely different way I didn't see it this way before and I just feel like that stuff always ages so well and I don't know I just wanted to say that but thank you for telling us what button poetry is yeah because I I never heard of button poetry either I've always heard of like you know like um spoken word or like things like that but I'd never heard of button poetry which like the dimensions of like poetry and like reading it always fascinates me and I'm always learning (laughs) it is a to clarify it is spoken word it's just on a channel that's called button poetry so Uh, girl thank you for the clarification I don't want you to google like button poetry like this bitch made it up I'm so weak. It's a title of a channel. I'm so weak. Okay, okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm so weak. Me and Sam are over here like, yeah, a whole new type of poetry. Like, we've never even heard of that. Like, that's so cool. It's like I'm the sub-sub-genre. <laughs> right. Like, 
We're like deep in it. Yeah, we're, we're here. <laughs> Super we're niche. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you talked a lot about like the relatability of the book and I've gotten a lot of feedback of like how it's been relatable to others. And I wanted to know, like, are there any specific poems or passages in the book that you've heard like resonates with a lot of people or is it like really just the book in total or was there anything specific there where it's like people were like, yes, like that right there, like how I was with the first poem. Yes, um, it, it always happens to be, if it's relationship-based, it's always my favorite poem, which is Markings of the Discarded. Um, it's, I can't, exp- well, I know exactly where I was when I wrote it, but it, it's that feeling and description of literally being, I don't want to say thrown away, but but like discarded. Like, it's like you thought you meant the world to somebody and like, when you're in that space, it's like, that's you and that person. That's all, you know, you have. And when you lose that, it just, it literally feels like somebody's throwing you into a dumpster. Um, and I think, you know, I tried to explain it in the way that I felt it and it resonates. Um, and I'm proud of that. I'm, it makes me sad because I don't want anybody to be like, yeah, this is how I feel too. Um, but it doesn't last always. Um, so that's definitely one that I hear a lot about. And it, it's a personal favorite of mine out of a few. Okay, perv. Love that. Um, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> no, really, no, because I think it's really interesting when you're like creating like art, which is something that I wanted to point out. Like, in the back of your book, you literally talk, you literally say, it's like the last few chapters. I marked it, page 77. It's like not even a part of the actual book itself. It's you say, whenever you feel alone in this life thing, just start breathing, just keep repeating. And there's a quote that says, we are all more art and bold than crazy, which I found so, I was like, yeah, that's such a good way to like (laughs) say that. Like we are all like artistic in our own ways and like, when people like try to say you're weird, it's like, no, you might just be a little like, that's your art, maybe. Like, that's mm-hmm. just you. And so I want, what, what's the, like, is that just a personal quote that you have? Or like, did you find that somewhere? No, it's definitely a personal quote. And I think it kind of goes back to before of like being the sensitive person or being the emotional person kind of in a friend group or in a room, honestly, more than most people. And I kind of just had to submit to the fact that my emotions is what drives my creativity. It's what makes me successful. Um, It's what has me with a book um, and just communication skills, great dynamics and relationships. Like it's a strength. It's a power. And I think for so long, I kind of viewed it as the opposite. Like I was like, okay, I don't have this like heart of steel that everybody has. I don't have like this barricade around myself that everybody else seems to have. Um, So I think when I wrote it, it was more so like, okay, you're not weird or you're not strange or you're not crazy, Um, which is a word that's a whole different conversation in the mental health community, which I advocate for, side note. Um, But it can sometimes be used as dismissive um, and weaponized. And I just wanted to make it beautiful. I'm like, we're we're all just different. (laughs) Like we're all just different. And you call it what you want, but whatever is strange about you usually helps you get to where you're supposed to be. So, 
That's where I was coming from. Can I Go just ahead. ask? Yes. Good. Yeah. What your zodiac <laughs> sign is? I knew it was coming. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I am a Sagittarius. Very mm. proud. Okay. What's your rising? Do you know by chance? Virgo. Virgo. Okay. Mm. Yeah. What are you guys? What are you? Wait, doing? what's your moon? My moon is Cap. Um, yeah, Sag, Sun. Wow. Whatever comes to Virgo, then Capricorn. Okay, Virgo. So, yeah. yeah, Virgo rising. Mm, I get that from you for sure, but like, interesting. <laughs> it didn't tell me. I was really thinking there was going to be, I would need to see the whole chart, so I can't. <laughs> Say, but I feel like there's got to be a water sign in there somewhere. A water sign, that's what most people think, yeah. Were you thinking, and I I am not the Zodiac girly, I go to Samra and one of our other friends, Autumn, for t- stuff like that. Were you thinking Pisces? Yes. Okay, I'm learning something! <laughs> or Cancer. I can see that, too. And you think that cries a lot, right? <laughs> right, those two. I'm one of those so two. <laughs> I, I'm a Taurus, that, so. Oh, special. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the funny, so I'm actually on the cusp, like the way my birthday lands is I'm on the cusp of an Aries and a Taurus, but I always claim Taurus. Good. Yeah, I, guess I um, always get that reaction. <laughs> They're like, don't claim the Aries. Yeah. You're doing a good job. Poor Aries, man. So sorry to our Aries yeah. friends. No, you're a Taurus girl. I, she said, no, yeah, you're very, it's very much. It's not Taurus. even a question. I'm so weak. All right, Jessica. Also, do you like Jessica or do you like Jess? Uh, Jess more so fits me. Yeah. Okay. Jess. <laughs> um, it's Jess. Did you watch that show? Jess is what? Nope. Jess. Hey, Jess. <laughs> that's it. I was literally like in my head. I'm like, it's Jess. <laughs> that show's really good. What's it called? Uh, New Girl. New Girl. Yeah, yeah. Watch that. It's so good. Okay. Okay. All right, Jess. Last question for you. So, poetry is really like associated with emotions, and I feel like very much the emo genre of books um that sparks introspection you know like we I feel like growing up in school we read so much poetry I feel like I didn't necessarily relate to it and I looking back I feel like a lot of the books I didn't relate to and mostly in my opinion it's because most of them were written by white people and like just like not modern language there's so many barriers to entry i feel like with the poetry we read in school um but i do remember always like you know we would reflect on the introspection side of things Mm -hmm. like what is the author or the poet trying to say um but when you wrote the poetry you know in the midst of the breakup and like the healing journey and even i guess the triumphant side the other side of it that comes, you know, like the pain always leads to a lot of growth, you know, so that's like the good side of it. But what do you hope that women um, take from your poetry? Like, 
even just one poem or the whole book, either way. Um, but what do you like really want them to take away from this? And then um, do you feel like your poetry is like contributing to a discussion around the identity and the growth and the empowerment of people? Um, so I would definitely say that I don't want people to feel alone. Okay. That that was my biggest like intention, I guess, when deciding to put it out. It wasn't really something that I was like, okay, this is gonna land, it's gonna teach somebody something. Um I I had to learn. Like I was I wasn't in a position to be a teacher or to be somebody that's like, okay, this is how it's done. It was more so in the lines of like if I've been through this, I'm sure you have. I'm still standing. I wrote the book, so I'm still here. So we're all going to be okay. Um, there's a lot of different subjects that I touched on. Um, there's abortion within the book. There is uh, monogamy. There's like parental issues. Um, and I think that those are things specifically that I, I felt alone on specifically in that subject that I first mentioned. And I was looking for literature when it came to what I was feeling, some of the grief that I was processing. Um, when it came to that topic, couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything that explained what it was that I was feeling at the time. And although it's such a small, I have one poem um, about abortion. And I hope this isn't um, an inappropriate topic. I know trigger warning. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. no. We'll, we'll put a trigger warning up. It's all good. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess even in transparency, talking about it now, I think that's something that back then I wouldn't have told anybody. I, I was hiding. I was very sad and very ashamed of myself, especially because I'm a Christian and I have a religious background and, you know, I have faith and it, it doesn't change any of that. Um, and I think I needed to see that, like I needed to say it and I was so hesitant to put it in there. And I was like, mm -mm. put it in there because it's, somebody's going to relate. Somebody might be offended. Um, but it's, I guess those are the conversations that it opens to your last question. Um, is just, I guess, yeah, conversations about life and womanhood and things that we experience. And that happens to be a part of it. So um, whether it's a personal experience or something that somebody can lend to a friend. Um, I've definitely heard back about that poem specifically as well. And um, just like all of them, although it hurts that it resonates because it means you've experienced it, I'm just glad that it exists for you when or if you're looking for it, you know? This is one of those books that I definitely have to keep on my shelf and reread. It's definitely giving one of those albums that's just a classic, you know what I mean? Because everything you just described, it is like not only the human experience, but even more like specifically the the experience of being a woman. Like we're all really the same. And we, I just think women are so, it gets me all emotional. I just watched Barbie with my mom. So it's just got me thinking about all like the women. You haven't? Oh my gosh, go watch Barbie. Oh, I heard it's amazing. And I'm like, if black women are liking it, oh, they did that. <laughs> Period. So, <I'm> like, <laughs> oh, 
There's some controversy, though. There are some controversy, but I think overarchingly, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful movie. A lot of good messaging there. I've heard great things for sure, but I got to check it out. But yes, I'm sorry I cut you off, Sarma. No, 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 I loved your answer so much, and I'm just glad that you wrote it in the midst of the hurt, like. How blessed are we that we get to like read your thoughts? Like that's just like exposing yourself. And I'm just like, kudos to you for like, you just like put like you, I don't know, like, like you said, feeling alone is the worst thing. And so being able to read something like physically on paper and see the whole journey is so powerful and especially for black women i don't see this enough like especially from women my own age like it just hits different when it's like somebody like you like this could be my friend um and it's just thank you um but i'm i'm really excited to see where you like go from here like the healed self like what is she opening herself up to and like what is going to be dropped into your heart to write next like do you have any idea or what like what's going on in yeah your what's going on babes because i want to know too oh uh, what's so funny is this is what's going on uh ironically i keep using that word but it's because because <laughs> this book is past tense and it's 2019 everything is kind of like hitting me randomly that i'm like these are things i thought i would be doing but interestingly enough, I didn't promote it at that time because I was still experiencing so much. Like it, it really took years for me to be like, okay, I have, yes, it's created. I don't have the strength right now to push it. I had some um, personal challenges, some mental health experiences, um, just some trauma within those. I think it's been five years, four going on five, um, that I wasn't able to prioritize this project. But I look at it now and I'm still just so proud and I'm grateful once again about God um, just knowing what to do and knowing how to show up because I said um, to Alana earlier, I wouldn't have had the same answers for the questions that I have now. If you were like, okay, what would you leave with women? What did you want them to learn? I'll be like, they can rise and they're great. Like it would have been this whole grandiose, like I would have thought I solved solved it you know and I'm I'm coming from a place and promoting from humility and experience and I think I think it's the right time to speak on it because I'm removed but not in a bad way and in a good way where I'm good (laughs) like I'm good wait that's a word though that's a word thank you like being like one that self-awareness piece also of knowing like what you can and can't handle right there is already a battle because I feel like in mainstream things, it's like everything is so formulaic. It's like you do this, if this is what you're doing, then this is the next step. And this is what comes after that. And here's your future basically. And this is what it looks like. But like you made your own formula for it. You were like, this is what I'm feeling right now. This is what, this is my process. This is like my healing journey. And I feel like, that should be prioritized over anything else. 
And then you were like, I'm just going to leave this here for a minute and I will come back when I'm ready. And so like now we're in the place of like, you're ready. You're here. We're having this conversation. Like you reached out to us. Like it all definitively, since we're, we're talking divine here, happened how it was supposed to happen. Definitively. And it's so funny because I didn't choose to sit out for four five <laughs> Life knocked me on my ass, and, and like, it was not a it was not a thought. It wasn't a plan. It was like I'm just now getting up, you know, yeah. in in a great way. But I'm just like, yeah, I want to, especially because I want this to be my career. It is my career. It's what I do mm-hmm. um, outside of teaching. I'm an educator. Okay, oh, um, thank you for your hell. Thank you for your service, girl. Where are the coupons? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, Tamara knows I coupon, so listen, I'm going to send you all the teacher stuff that I know about. <laughs> it's hard out here, girl, but anyway, um, yeah, it was, it's so funny. God um, teaches lessons without our consent, so he let me sit it out, wasn't ready, and it was so funny because every time I tried to get up and say something, it was like, mm-hmm. like, it, you it's you don't have it in you right now. You let it out, but you don't have it in you to represent it the way that you're supposed to. And I'm like, I, I can see why he waited. And I'm glad. I'm grateful. He said, nah, we got to let this cook. Let it simmer. Girl, marinate. Girl. That said, oven was on <laughs> He said, we got to cook this Here. slow. Take it. It's. I just think, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this Here is more go. steady, steady growth. Okay. That's what I tell <laughs> Lana. Like, you know, we haven't blown up right now yet in this moment, but mm-hmm. things that come fast are lost fast. And things that, like, it just, it, I don't, I think it hits way harder when it's a slow burn, slow rush, whatever you want to call that. Um, anyway, okay, okay. Yeah, I, and I just wanted to say this. Um, you guys have to think about the fact that I looked you guys up. You know what I'm saying? So when you're thinking about the growth of your project and what you guys are doing, I'm looking for a Black women to speak to about something like this. You exist. And I'm not sure for how long, but 2019 maybe possibly didn't. There's things about timing and alignment. And there's no need to rush. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Do not stop. Keep doing it. And that's it. It'll hit when it's supposed to. But I told you guys earlier, I just listened to an interview you guys did what today and i don't even know how long ago you did it so it matters <laughs> it matters it matters just keep going that's all i gotta say no but that's yeah. a word and not us getting emotional over here <laughs> because I know how you yeah, no, that's so beautiful the way you put and it's crazy because like you you said you wrote the book and it came out in 2019 we actually started our show in 2019 fun fact so a little more divinity for you <laughs> We have a spring there. Come on. Um, wow. No, but that's so beautiful. And thank you again also for reaching out to us. These are the types of stories we want to tell. This is the type of messaging, programming, if you will, that we want to put out there into the world for our what we love to call well-read baddies. And just thank you for being a well-read baddie. 
Thank you. And thank you guys for having me. I truly appreciate you both. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So let our listeners know where they can find you, uh, what you have coming up, project-wise, non-project-wise, um, <laughs> and just how we can stay up to date. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can find me on my Instagram handle at Let It Go Just. So that's L-E-T-I-T-G-O-J-E-S-S. Um, that's funny too, because I wasn't in my blog and it was because just let it go, girl. But yeah, separate. Um, let it go, Jess. And then also I'm coming up with a short film for my spoken word poems that will be coming on YouTube within the next two months. So yeah, I'm excited about that as well. So you guys can keep an eye out for it. And will. And are. <laughs> thank and you. Thank am. you. Yes, no, that's super exciting too. And I'm looking, I, I love a visual. You are the yeah, visual, yeah. baby. As yeah. as I, <laughs> I had to. That's my girl. That's my girl. Oh yes. my goodness. You was in the right place. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much again. And we'll have everything linked in the description. Um, your book is already on, I believe, our Amazon list under Indie Books. If you guys want to go check it out, please do. We love supporting indie authors in this house. And <laughs> until next time, this has been another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. Bye, y'all. <laughs>